again. We say greetings, Biamchers, and welcome to Biampod. Sorry, everyone. We know our schedule on this podcast has gone right out the window. How H and Aunt Short managed to keep it going week in, week out, I'll never know. Guess I guess they haven't got anything better to do. Paul. <laughs> well, makes you wonder. Like I mean, not touring the world or anything. Oh, it it does make me wonder. I mean, they they've not missed a week. I think apart from one over one Christmas, they managed to keep going relentlessly. Um, I mean, I I am aware that sometimes it's good to take a little bit of a break to let people catch up because it's a lot. Yeah. You know, and we know that, you know, some people haven't uh, always uh, managed to keep up with our weekly pace. So, uh, but that's not why we dropped off for, uh, you know. The no, last, it wasn't that so. considerate. Like, we'll just let you all catch up first. It's just been a whole bunch of things. It was you having COVID and yeah, so forth. Then we were at the Meridian weekend, obviously, which we were knackered after that. Then we've been. No, I got the COVID after the Meridian weekend and then got the. Sorry, yes. Yeah. You know. Uh, and then that again. then we were filming for our YouTube channel for this thing we uh, crowdfunded ages ago that we had to get filmed, and so we've just been just been insanely busy, haven't we? It's been crazy. Insanely busy, stroke sort of knackered as a result of the the busyness. Yes. Yes. So so sorry. It's not that we've we've um. We didn't forget Biampod. No, the intention was always there. Yes. But anyway, I mean, also as well, I mean, it's fair to say, I think, that, that things have been a bit quiet in Meridian news circles anyway. So How is that possible? But there is so much news. We've got a new Meridian weekend imminent in Padua, I believe. Yes, but that, well. Which that will be happened. over by the time the, <laughs> okay, yeah. forget, I forget I said that. Yes. Um, I'll just say we've ha- just had a new Marillion weekend happen in Padua. And ha- Harlem happened as well, didn't Harlem it? Harlem happened. We've got the Season's End Deluxe Edition, which, which people are receiving left, right and centre. Yes, because it dropped into our mailbox this morning. Literally this morning. Yeah, we were thinking, oh, no. Because <laughs> I really... Because <laughs> I got... Oh, no. Well, well, because I got the, the shipping notification right at the start of the week. Yeah. And I thought, okay, great. So that's what we're doing this week and then it didn't show up until like right before we'd set up to record so then I said like right no give me an hour and, or so so obviously we're gonna do uh, a, a look at season's end deluxe but I won't be kind of covering everything on there because all I've done really so far is is listen to the the remastered album um there's a whole ton of other stuff on there we haven't watched anything that's on the blu-ray yet there's a lot on the blu-ray it was a lot on there oh well we haven't <sighs> watched anything that's on the blu-ray no you sound yet. surprised yet you sound surprised it, that we haven't watched anything. On the even though it just yet. arrived like an hour do you ago remember, do you remember at any point that we we watched anything on the season's end deluxe edition blu-ray do you remember watching any of that why are you confusing me well, because you seem already confused. I don't know how you're confused when it only turned up like that hour and a half ago. That's what I thought. Anyway, but I've had a, I've had a, 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 this is, I suppose, first impressions. We'll perhaps, you know, delve into it a bit more deeply next week, providing we do a podcast next week, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the attitude. Well, That's the can-do attitude. I think, I think it, we will because... That was the other thing as well. Those of you who've been following our fortunes over the last couple of years, you know, my work picks up suddenly and unexpectedly. So Yeah, it was a whirlwind, wasn't it, it the last been. month? Yeah, it's sort of hopefully quietened down a little bit. Um, I say hopefully. Yeah, I know it is hopefully because I'm not good. Uh, so I'm hoping um, we'll have time for Biampod for the foreseeable. Excellent. Yes, that's not saying I hope I don't get more work. <laughs> I also hope for that, but perhaps a bit more, a bit of balance. Yes, not like all or nothing. Yeah. So, well, should we just jump into Season's End? Yeah, let's do it. Well, let's start by talking about the cover. Yes, right. I've sent oh, you. A, you did. I've both it covers. In the other room. There's nothing like being prepared, Sanya, is there? There's nothing like being prepared. Shall I send it to you again? Well, is it on my phone's in the other room? It doesn't matter. Stay, stay, stay oh, you can there. Yeah, you stay there. 
Right, okay. airdrop it to the iPad. Okay, are you ready? Everyone, this is this is live airdropping here on Beampod. Here it goes. It's coming. It's coming your way. Two images. Here they come. Oh, I've accidentally texted them to you. That's no good, is it? Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is this is the sort of thing that you don't get on, on uh, what's it called? Corona Diaries. You don't get this kind of excitement. Have I, I haven't done it right, have I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did I? Oh, I did. Uh, hang on, no. Where is it? The question is... There it is. The, que- the, old the question one. is... Oh, you do recognise the old one? Of course. Okay, I didn't know whether you were going to ask me which one's the new one. <laughs> no, of course I know. Ah. So, um, firstly, before we continue, what do you think of the old one? Um... Um, do you want an honest yeah, opinion I don't want or honest a... Opinion. We are honest on this podcast. Or a diplomatic No, opinion. no, be honest. Be honest, because I'm going to be honest. Um, um, Would it help if I give you my opinion? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I think it's shit, and I always have. <laughs> oh, you're so blunt. I do. I've always thought it was a shit cover. It's... it's I'll it, tell you what I like about it. I like the background photo of the waves. Yeah. I like the little tracking of the planets down the side. Really? That's one of the bits that I hate. But anyway, go on. Why do you hate that? That's well, really A, cool. you can't really see it. Yeah, that's it's subtle. I like that. And B, it's like, eh, what? No, I, I it's... like, it's a tracking of the seasons. Oh, is that what it is? Yes, of course. Oh. Um, so I like that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the four oblongs. Um... <laughs> The four oblongs with the, the four oblongs, the oblongs, the seasonal oblongs. Yeah, that's all right. It's not offensive, is it? With the with the Mark Wilkinson nods. You see that? Is oh, it in there? Okay, let's find the Mark Wilkinson nods. Is well, it, they're really is that not a, very difficult. The tip of a jester's hat Correct. in the sky one. Yes. And then the bottom right one. That's off of the Fugazi cover. That's. Uh, yeah, in a puddle. It's in a puddle. Yeah. Oh. So, what are the seasons that the oblongs represent? You tell me. Um, desert. I'm going to guess. <laughs> desert, my favourite season. <laughs> the sky. I'm going <laughs> to guess the sky is spring. I think it's more representing kind of climate change. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's not that as literal as I was. Uh, yeah. Trying so I'm to assuming like, it. oh, there's a desert because everything's going to be turned to desert. And then there's everything's burning, and then there's everything's flooding, and then the sky is just like, oh, we also have a nice days occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> the jester's getting a suntan. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 okay. It's an album cover. It doesn't have to be like. No, it does have to be. It great. doesn't have. It to does be have to be great. No, do not say. Worthy. No, do not say that about album covers. Do not say that. Well, How can you say that? Oh no, it doesn't matter if an album cover shit. It's just an album cover. <laughs> oh no, what I mean is, I'm be ridiculous. It doesn't have to be gallery worthy. Yes, it it's does. Just, no, it actually just... does. <laughs> it does. Album covers should be great. They should be a work of art. That's just like no. that. That's just not very good, is it? <laughs> Sorry to Carl oh, no, Glover and Bill Smith and all that. Who, 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 all that. All that. And all, and all that. that. <laughs> wow. Put it together. But it really was up to that point my least favourite Marillion cover. Yeah. It's anyway. It, yeah. So uh, what do you think of the new one? All right, let's see. The new one. Much better. Yeah. Much better. It's got like, it feels a little bit Pink Floydy. Does it? Don't you think? Um, um, not really. I mean, I'm not like. Oh. <laughs> Go on. I'm not like okay. I get that the images within the triangles are callbacks to the original cover. Yeah. Um. Well, they are indeed. I met, I they are indeed the original cover, but sort of distorted. Dis- yeah, into triangles. Um. Well, yeah. Also, I like the, also I like the, a... the kind of galaxy-ish background. Is it galaxy-ish. I can't quite work that out because there's some sort of blobs in there. I didn't know if it was snow. There's some sort of. Uh, what looks like embers, purple embers. Sounds possibly. Like good, sounds like a good name for a prog band, purple ember. Purple embers, purple ember. Um, yes, I get why they chose what's in the triangles. It, it's just um, maybe I might have preferred different colours so that it was a bit more harmonious with the background, but it's not my choice to make and it's a personal opinion. <laughs> why don't you tell us your opinion? I mean, it's better than the original. It's way better than the original. Like, it is more stylish and it's cooler. It, it's, and I do genuinely love the background. 
Really? It's not really much to love, is there? I just like it. It's, I mean, that's it's like, nice. Really? Yeah. It's really not a lot to love, but... Oh, that... <laughs> no, that's in your opinion. <laughs> uh, I mean, the it, background, don't love the foreground. It feels very much in line with sort of modern Meridian albums, a very simple image. Yes. That, uh, there's not a lot going on there that's just sort of meant to stand out and be, um, I suppose, you know, eye-catching on a CD cover or on a, a you know streaming service thumbnail that's that's all it's doing mm. there's nothing much going on beyond that what i do find interesting is that they've changed the oblongs into triangles Correct. so now if you look well it looks done. you pass kindergarten maths thank you uh it now looks like a stylized mw for marillion weekend oh it's subliminal messaging <laughs> trying to get everyone to go to the marillion weekend yeah there you go well done, Marillion. Yeah, I mean, there's some, some nice uh, individual images in the in the booklet to illustrate each of the songs. I mean, nothing. Were they new images or yeah, yeah, they, yeah. New um, ones. like new ones. from back in the day? New ones. Well, there weren't anything oh, really back in the would day. Would like either. to look through those. Well, it's there on the sofa, but don't get up and get it. Don't get. Are up you going to get up and give it to me? Are you? That's so kind of you. Oh, my goodness. You're oh, such a gentleman. God. What did I do to deserve such a gentleman for a husband? Yeah. Thank you. Have a flick through. Nice, solid uh, casing. Well, it's in line with all this? the... What do you call this? I don't know. Deluxe, deluxe edition. edition. That's what they call it. It's in line with all the other ones that they've done. Um, now you're having a flick through, yeah? Yeah, I did read the last one. I haven't had a chance yet. Considering it's, I have to say, I read, I read it while I was listening to the album. Um, it doesn't really tell you anything you didn't know. I mean, a, a it, few... probably, it would tell me everything I didn't know. Really, even I don't though know we've been over it on you. this podcast. Oh, I've probably forgotten. Most by most now. people listening to this, it will be a well-told tale uh, and very familiar to them. What I will say is that there were a couple of little interesting revelations about people who auditioned to be the singer. Oh, really? Yeah. Not that guy that we met after that Marillion gig in Hammersmith. Oh, the one um, who said welcome to the family to us? Yeah, the one who said, who said, yeah, I was nearly the new singer after Fish left. <laughs> and then when we probed him a bit further on it, all he'd done was sent a tape. He sent... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd gone from I was nearly the new singer yeah. to, well, I just sent the tape. Yeah. Well uh, done. To be fair, he was very drunk. He was. Uh, we can forgive him. There's some really good photos in here. Yeah. Okay. You like those? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, once again, it's a lovely package. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You're laughing at uh, for everyone. Sandy's laughing at a photo of Pete. No, I'm not. <laughs> she, she said, listening. and then she then she put her finger to her lips to Excuse tell me not to say anything. Everyone listening, <laughs> did you hear any laughter? No, you didn't. You had a big smirk on your face and I showed did me it. Not. I, Pete, when he was, I in, had a smile. Pete and, his, Pete and his poodle stroke King Charles spaniel days. Um, don't forget everyone. Yeah, this is a real. Don't forget everyone. Work, Pete is uh, Sanya's favourite member of the band. You had a field day on the latest uh, oh, no, on TV. Great. Yeah, stop talking over me. Oh, sorry. Stop talking at the same time I am, please. I'm out of, I'm out of practice because we haven't done this for so long. Yeah. I would never have talked over you in the past. No, you've never done <laughs> Yeah, it's not about talking over me. It's just like, just for the ease of li the listeners that we're not both talking at the same time. You know, I mean, like, yeah. We shouldn't be really having this talk on the podcast, but it is what it is. <laughs> we should, by now, you know, sort these things out outside of the confines of uh, our listeners' ears. What are you doing? How am I doing? Not, um, I was nodding along. Nodding. I was listening. Nodding and smiling very sarcastically at me. That was not sarcastic. That was pretty sarcastic. It wasn't. Anyway. That was me trying to hold back from talking over you. Chuck us the... Chuck us the box set. Okay. Throw it over here. Oh, my God. It takes athleticism. How? Oh, no, no. I hope it's not your infected finger. <laughs> okay, now I've got to tell everyone about my infected finger. 
Remember when we said we weren't going to win? We actually, had, yeah, we did have a pact before that we weren't going to whinge about my health. I've <laughs> and had now it... <laughs> I've gone and hit your finger with the box no, you set. Didn't. You actually hit my thumb. It was—it's my little finger that's infected. Oh, okay. It's not I infected missed, anymore. It's I missed better. the infected finger. That's a relief. I got an infected finger when I squeezed it yesterday, and loads of pus came out. Okay, so. you're going to say how you got an infected finger though? I, it just doesn't. Happen. I cut it with some nail clippers and. Pulled it and then got one of those oh, Whitlow things. Okay, I wish I hadn't asked. Which, and while we were filming last week, I was scrabbling around on the floor in like a shark costume and so on. So that's probably how. Anyway, let me tell everyone what's on here. Yes. Um, well, obviously, disc one is the Mike Hunter 2023 remix of Season's End. Correct. Mike Hunter did this one. Who did it originally? Nick. <laughs> shit, that's really This bad. is why we didn't come first in the quiz. Yeah. Uh, shit, that's really bad. Oh, can I just say, look Nick at Davis, I was right. Thank you. At least I got it right. I just said it in a funny way. <laughs> I was just being whimsical. Sorry, can you say? Can I just say, the seeing you hold the, the cover from across the room, it is actually very striking. It is. It is. It, it looks is very better. striking. It looks better in person. It looks better say. in person than on a iPad screen. Not sure about the orange background. Or Why? The, the, the back cover. It's orange. A bit strange. I like orange. The colour of creativity and the second chakra, Paul. And, and oranges. And oranges <laughs> and carrots. What came first, the fruit or the colour? What came first, the name? In terms oh, of hang name? on while they get into my time machine. <laughs> Go <laughs> back and find scenes. out. Get back in my time machine. Um... Right, so it's disc two and three. This is this is curious. It's the live uh, Sunday night from last year's Montreal, not Montreal, sorry, Leicester de Montfort Meridian weekend. Wow! So you get the whole of season's end plus Gaza and the Levers. Oh, nice! Split across two discs. Nice, but um, I thought it was curious that they didn't go with one from the season's end tour. I know why, because Lucy's claimed that there weren't any that were good enough quality. And uh, any what? Live gigs. recordings. Oh, live gigs. recordings. So, so there is a bootleg on the Blu-ray um, oh. from a 1990 live show. So I guess at least you're getting a kind of really good quality live album. Yeah. Um, also, I, I can imagine there's an argument to be had that Season's End, which is is the biggest selling eight-year album, uh, is it? Well, still to this day? I imagine so, yeah. Wow. Uh, nothing else topped it. So they, you know, they were bringing fans from the 80s with them, weren't they, at that point? Uh, <coughs> you know, they hadn't released Halloween <laughs> in Eden first. We put a load of people off. Um, but uh, so as the biggest album, I think there's a lot of nostalgia around Season's End, which I want to get into in a minute, actually. I think a lot of people recall it very, very fondly. Um, so I suspect this deluxe edition will sell well, perhaps better than Holidays in Eden, perhaps better than I don't know, Afraid of Sunlight, yeah, even some of those other ones. Um, uh, they're putting um, a couple of very recent Marillion songs on there as well, albeit as live versions, might be good marketing, yep, you know, to kind of go, Well, this is what we're doing now, yeah, if you like this, listen to this, yeah, listen to what we're doing now, yes. Mofos. Smart move. Yeah. So the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray is packed. This is Oh yeah, let's hear what's on the Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Well, there's a ton of demos that I want to hear because some of these I've never heard. Demos and early versions of things. Oh, video versions. No, 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 no. Audio. Oh. I know, I kind of wish they were on a CD, but let's not get into that. Um so on the Blu-ray you get there's a couple of demos from the castle that they were in when fish was still in the band and they were trying to write the follow-up to um clutching the straws right so there's a um the site called strings groove uh from down Nagar castle in august 1988 um uh, <laughs> something called string groove with synths um and then from 1989 you get a Amsterdam, which is an early version of The Space. Mm-hmm. Uh, a demo of Easter, a demo of Hooks in You. Um, something called At the End of the Day, which is an early version of the release. Oh, wow. Uh, Sunset Town, uh, which is uh, an H dictaphone idea. So he just played oh, it into a dictaphone. Nice. So that's interesting. 
Then there's the 12 inch mix of the uninvited guest, the bed in the sea and the release, none of which curiously have been remixed or remastered for this album, which I think is a bit of a shame. Because so it's just the original the originals um, audio or, or at least the, the most recent special edition version, um, which I think is a bit of a missed opportunity. But I mean, aside from the fact that they're two great B sides, the B sides on some of the other deluxe editions have been remixed. So I think that's a shame. But, you know, whatever. Beggars can't be choosers. Then you get a demo version of the album, effectively, or at least King of Sunset Down, Holloway Girl, Season's End, Uninvited Guest, Berlin, and Bell in the Sea, all as demos, which might have been on the previous special edition. Then you get the bootleg from uh, Montreal in uh, February 1990, which is uh, the set list is King of Sunset Down, Slange Navarre, Script for Justice Tear, Uninvited Guest, Easter, Warmway Circles, That Time of the Night, uh, Holloway Girl, Berlin, Season's End, Kaylee, Lavender, Heart of Lothian, Hooks in You, and The Space. So there you go. That's a lot. That's a lot. And then you get um, the music videos for Hooks in You, Easter, and The Uninvited Guest. Right. Uh, none of which are very good, let's face it. But <laughs> Paul. <laughs> well, they're not. Marillion have never really done a decent music video. Have they? Are you still going to watch them though? Yes. Yes. So there you go. It's on there. Um, you also get, and this is where it's like really good value. This package, uh, you get obviously a nearly ninety-minute documentary about the making of the album. That's what I'm looking forward to. Seasons change. Then you get the whole from Stoke Road to Ipanema, which was previously available on. Get out. Yeah, That's yeah. on there. Yeah, the How whole thing. That all on Blu-ray, digital discs. Um, and then you get a 90-minute um, live at Leicester concert film from uh, the TV show Rocksteady, the entire thing uh, on there as well. So that's a that, hell of a package. That is, yeah. Wow. Hell of a package. That's good value. Yeah. There we go. So, um, so I Well, I guess we know what we're doing this weekend. Yes. Yes, we do. So... Uh, in terms of the, the the new version, again, I've only listened to this the once and I probably need to give it a, a few more goes. The initial, I mean, certainly the first couple of songs, um, Easter and King of Sunset Town, they're not dramatic. Uh, they've clearly been cleaned up a bit. There's a bit more kind of uh, space in them and they feel, yeah, there's more separation between the instruments but hmm. they don't sound dramatically different. I mean, I, I was half Could you tell, like, if I played you a version and said, which version is this, would you be able to tell, do you think? I'll be honest, with those first two tracks, probably not. Uh, I got to kind of the end of Easter and I just thought, wow, this is the most subtle version um, of any of the deluxe editions that they've done so far. And in a way, I like that because it's really respectful of what was there. And I think... I think a lot of people would kind of say that although it sounds quite 80s in places, Season's End, um, it it also is one of the albums that didn't feel like it was crying out for a remaster. Mm. Uh, so um, so certainly, I mean, I, I was expecting, you know, that slow build of King of Sunset Town but all the tinkly kind of keys kind of come in and the bass and everything. I was kind of expecting something more to have been done to that, but it's just kind of as you expect it. Mm. just with a bit more sort of expansiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, then Uninvited Guest started and it feels like, and I may be completely wrong with this, um, it feels like there's sort of a bit less reverb or treatment on H's vocals. And so they're a little bit more sort of raw and rocky. Right. Um, and it really suits the song. I mean, it's not one of my favourite songs, Uninvited Guest, but there's been enough sort of subtle changes to it that I actually really liked it when I was listening to it and it's something about the way H's voice just sits on it um, that that it feels more sort of raw Mm. Um, again it's subtle Uh, you might not because I said to you do you want to listen to it at the same time as I do and you were like I won't notice a difference and you probably wouldn't yeah you know I've been listening to this album for sort of 30 odd years so yeah yeah then uh, season's end now that felt on here, this is the title track, obviously. Mm. It feels like it's got a, a ton more power, especially when that solo kicks in. Uh, and that's how I noticed a lot on this album, that if anyone's been sort of bumped up anywhere, it's Rothers. And it, it, it was surprising how much I noticed 
the the kind of 80s Marillionisms in there in his sound. Um, some of these songs I kind of, kind of really noticed how they were more in line with Clutching at Straws and, and Misplaced Childhood, even back to script. You know, wow. when, I, when I kind of listened to Berlin I, 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 and the space at the end, I kind of went, wow, these are really early Marillion in places. So it's because Rothers has been kind of made a little bit louder it wasn't just that he was made louder overall it was certain things that i think were a bit more buried in the previous mix have been brought to the fore Ah. and they might be just considered a little bit more that classic classic sound right Um, and so and how did that fit with the songs great great It, it you know i think season's end is one that really stood out to me um yeah, the solo's got real, it feels really immense. Do you know the bit after the solo, it sort of drops down before it goes into that sort of chimey bit. Um, it, it's a lot more stripped back initially before all the, the instruments kind of come back in. It starts to get more layered. And I really noticed sort of the, 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 the sort of yearning Rothers guitar line that goes throughout. Um, and, and yeah, that really, really works. So, you know, thus far, Uninvited Guest in Season's End were like, Oh, I can notice a difference with these. Yeah. And then Holloway Girl, which no one's favourite song. Uh, it was lovely. They, they kind of made the strings at the beginning, the, you know, synth strings, much more sort of lush. Uh, oh, nice. And it really worked to the song's benefit. And again, I kind of got to the end of it and went, you know what? It's not that bad, that song. Gets no, a bad rap. <laughs> I don't know where yeah. you got this idea from. Well, it's no one's favourite song. It's sort of just a bit unfinished. I believe our friend Mark likes it. Yeah, well, Mark's and I, I an like idiot. it too. <laughs> I've never He's disliked... He's calling me an idiot yep. as well then. Uh, I've never <laughs> I've never disliked it. I just don't... I've just never loved it and it always felt a bit sort of thrown away. Mm. Um, you know, on an album that's as, as good as this album is, it just felt felt like it was letting the side down a bit. But it's it's what he's done with it here. Is... So can I just clarify, it's been remastered, right? Remastered. Is that what it's called? Remixed. Or remixed. So does that mean he gets the original audio so. yeah, yeah, yeah. and puts it all together again? Basically. As if doing it from scratch. Yeah. Not it's not just sort of cleaning up the sound that's already no, there with the a remaster is more taking the the track as a whole and, yes and uh, reproducing it whereas this it's it's more taking each individual uh, I mean these days they call them stems right you know, each individual instrument that's laid in there and and putting it back together so putting it together as if for the first time yeah I think so I mean you right. don't I'd have to I'm not an expert by any means but it means it allows him to sort of put certain instruments and certain frequencies higher in the mix and mm. change the position of certain instruments and sounds, which on Berlin yes. is really noticeable. It's really noticeable. Because, you know, you've got that, um, the the guitar that sort of, I'm saying this to you, you needed to listen to it again because you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the guitar, the, the, it's okay, our listeners might. The guitar at the beginning of, of Berlin kind of um, bounces from ear to ear. Uh, it oh, does this sort of crossfade thing, um, which is lovely. I love and, that. And then there's this this little guitar motif that comes in that's really been bumped up in the mix that I never noticed before, uh, and it it gives it something. And the track as a whole is is a lot less, I guess, muddy, but consequently it it sounded a lot more classic Marillion to mm. my ears than it ever has before. And what I mean, classic, I suppose you know, what we'd call the fish era. You know, it sounded a lot more of a part with that. To the point that I was a little bit shocked, to be honest. Oh, um, really? Again, when I got to the space, I thought the same thing. I thought, wow, some of this... From really... the space? Yeah, I somehow, somehow I thought, this could, this could have come off script. And I hadn't what? ever really noticed that before. But just because of the way this has been mixed... Right. It, it's brought a lot of that to the fore. So it was it was really interesting. So yeah, I mean, hooks in you uh, didn't sound radically different. A uh, bit more punch, maybe. I'm out. I, I thought, oh, if there's a, an opportunity to kind of just go all out and just go, you know what, to hell with it. Let's really push it, you know, and kind of make it a real sort of cheesy rock song. It hasn't been dramatically reworked. Likewise, after me, not particularly. 
but the space uh the the fake strings on it have more impact i mean to the point that they almost sound more fake and i, I imagine that <laughs> really i mad yeah but it works you know i imagine it was how do intentional. you make them sound more fake <laughs> well they're not trying to it doesn't sound like he's trying to make them sound like uh real strings and failing so you know. i mean i didn't get that impression from the original um and again, more of that sort of chiming rothers thing that's just right. just a little bit higher in the mix. And the whole sort of opening section before it goes quiet and drops away again feels in a way that, that really works with the, the lyrics and the vocals. It all feels a lot more sort of chaotic, not cluttered, not sort of muddy, but chaotic in a, a sort in a of purpo slightly... Purposefully, purposefully chaotic. yeah. Um, and, and it sort of feel, felt thematically like that worked with uh with what the song is and what the song's about and then yeah then when it drops down i just thought shit this could have come off of script easily uh it, wow. it was a real revelation so that's not something you ever experienced listening to the original well, version i mean it's a it's a it's got a funny place in the marillion catalog season's end uh in that it is very much a transitional album and, uh, you know, in, in lots of ways, in terms of how they work together, in terms of the fan base, you know, because it obviously inevitably split the fan base. But uh, it, always in reviews, people sort of say, oh, there was a holdover from the Fish era. And I didn't always hear it as much as people said, because mm. you've got on there, you've got After Me, you've got Easter, you've got those very typically H-sounding moments. And you've got Hooks in You, which doesn't sound anything like something from the Fish era. Yeah. The closest you get is Incommunicado, and even then it doesn't really sound like that. So, I don't know, I, I never sort of heard it as much as people, other people did until now. And I can really hear how, how uh, I say fishy it is, but we know Fish didn't have anything really to do with the music. But, no. You know, that's just saying... Fish era rothers. Yeah. But just the band as a whole, um, and as a, a, a and I, I don't know. It's a really nice mix because it, it feels respectful of what was there. Mm. Um, it hasn't done away with the eightiesness of it because some of it you can't escape due to the keyboard sounds that are being used, due to the guitar sounds that are being used. It's gonna sound like an album from the eighties, but at the same time, it does feel it, it feels better produced bottom line it, it, it it's given it a real you know new injection of fresh air uh, and i mean that almost literally you know because because everything is so much more um i don't know all the all, all the instruments sort of seem to be sat in their own spot do you know what i mean it's not then it's not just a wall of sound coming at you not that the original right. was ever massively like that but it, it's really letting everything breathe mm. So, yeah, so once again, I mean, not that we've looked at what's on the Blu-ray yet, but, you know, once again, it's a, it's another bloody good package. Yeah. Uh, I, that's the end of the EMI, EMI ones. So that's the last one. Oh, my goodness. Do you know what's coming next? Well, they've, they've sort of hinted that they are going to continue with their post-EMI ones. Ah. Uh, I mean, in order? Do well, you these think... haven't been done in order. They've been all over the place. Yeah, they just weren't yeah, done in yes. order at all, uh, bizarrely. But so, oh, I know what could uh, be next. I think it was, was it Mark Kelly who sort of said, you know, he does think that that um, dot com needs it. Yes, it does it ever? Uh, but that, no, that's not true because it's not badly produced dot com, but it does need a degree of salvaging. I think <laughs> <laughs> it does. Uh, <laughs> I just think it. it Needs a, needs a bit of help. So which one would you choose to do first if you uh, were oh, oh, of the post DM? This Strange Engine. Oh, because okay. I think um, it was the first time the band had had a go at producing. Mm. Uh, and it's I don't think it's great production on that album. It, it's all right, but you've kind of come from Brave and Afraid of Sunlight, you know, those, those two massive Dave Megan albums to this strange engine which to me it just lacks energy as a in terms of the production and i've always felt that it feels like a bit of a slog because it's clearly got some amazing songs on there 
I'd love to hear a, a, a new version of Man of a Thousand Faces with those layered voices at the end, mm. you know, really bringing those yes. out. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, and we know there's a lot of fan favourites on that album. You've got a Stoney, you've got the title track. Uh, but um, I don't know, it just feels, feels, I don't know if muddy's the right word, which I've used a lot this episode, but I think it, it, it don't know, it lacks a bit of energy. Uh, and lacks a bit of it was a more sort of almost acoustic sounding album in some places uh, and that doesn't always seem to sort of suit Marillion sound we've sort of talked about them having this expansiveness that that suits what they do um, and it felt a bit more sort of organic or at least an attempt to sound a bit more organic but not necessarily in a way that was to its its benefit so i'd like to hear this strange engine um don't know because you then got i mean radiation has sort of been done in 2013 i mean i guess they could do another remix of that mm. uh, dot com is then the obvious one yeah uh, and then everything onward well no somewhere, somewhere else, else needs doing sorry somewhere else desperately yeah. needs doing desperately yes yeah but i'd go this strange engine it's... first no that my order would be this strange engine uh somewhere else desperately yeah. <laughs> well, then why not somewhere else first don't know uh don't know actually why have i said possibly that? somewhere else is the one that needs it more than all of them all right well if you're looking at it from a no, no offense to mike hunter <laughs> Um, oh, it's fine, I'm sure. We know not. it was produced that way on purpose. Yes, we know, but it doesn't stop that it sound, you know, stop it sounding a bit rubbish. <laughs> it does. It's sort of the production sounds rubbish compared to what he was clearly capable of doing. You know, we know it was an artistic decision, but but yeah, it did not show them off at the best of their ability. So. So all right, okay, either of those first. Um and then but what's interesting is I think I think Anorak's a really well produced album. Marbles is clearly a well produced album. Although I did see some people moaning about it recently on uh, what? the Meridian Forum. Yeah. Saying what? Uh, they didn't love the production of it, which I found a bit strange. I thought it was an amazingly oh. produced album. Wow. Uh and then you know, obviously you've got you've got Sounds that can't be made, fear, and the latest one, which yeah, but surely they don't need re. You wouldn't think so, mixing. would you? Yeah, no. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, and they all came out in nice sort of deluxe box sets. Yeah, so, as did everything from Anorak onwards. But, yeah, but so, yeah, those those I don't ni- know what you do with them. those nineties albums and somewhere else. Yes, it, yeah, somewhere else needs its moment to, to shine, shine because, because it's, it, yeah, yeah, as we said, it's, it's a, a good album. album. Yeah. yeah, Happiness is the Road as well, of course, which we've just covered. Oh yeah. Does that need to be remixed? I don't know. No, I think it was already. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean everything. Everything Mike Hunt has done since uh, Happiness is the Road. No, somewhere else. Yeah, I know, but we said somewhere else was produced in a different style. To somewhere else, which came before it. What's the point? No, I'm talking about somewhere else. But you said happiness is the road. I said somewhere else. <laughs> Re-listen. Have a listen. Rewind and hear what oh, I yeah, said. Yeah, we will. <laughs> look how cocky you look right now and yet. I think the word you mean is uh, confident. Yeah, confident mistakenly. Okay, listeners, you go back and <laughs> decide which of us was right. And why not send us an email to point it out? They won't have to because you will hear it back fine. yourself. It's fine, I'm leaving it all in. All right. Um... So yeah, so there's that. Uh, we were going to read some letters as well this week, weren't we? And we yeah, were. I didn't know we were going to talk this long about the box set, but I guess there's a lot to say. Well, you had you, we you had to slag off the, the cover. DVD. I didn't know. I just think the cover <laughs> looks really effective from across the room. Offensive. Effective. <laughs> and effective. Really effective, and I really love the background. The what the the orange the orange back, no, the, back cover the, the galaxy I really love the the orange just like the plain the, orange <laughs> with some white writing on I it. do I like that. the orange with the white writing but and I think it goes well with it uh, the orange on the front cover but my favourite part is the background galaxy pattern did you see it's uh, rated twelve for infrequent strong language you know what is that it? is don't you no Pete calls rather the c word <laughs> he does not spits at him does he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, he doesn't. Of, of he doesn't. Just swear. for no reason, like in the middle of an interview. <laughs> 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 just like they're talking about. Uh, I don't think they talked about when they went twelve to, for that. They talked about when they went to the mushroom farm to write the album. Yeah. Just all of a sudden, just Pete's head whips around and spits at Rothers. <laughs> the c word the rest of them i don't think it would be a rated 18 for the c word i I didn't tell you what word uh oh which one what's the second letter of the c word you okay okay, then it's not that word it would be rated an 18 go to a cumberbatch (laughs) (laughs) you cumberbatch (laughs) and then the rest of the band just looked like a bit awkward and then just carried on like um anyway so <laughs> as if that's just something that pete does from time to time on the batch. <laughs> oh dear greatest fear burning alive <laughs> you laugh would you like to be burned alive no, no but you it's wouldn't. not something i tend to think about as my greatest fear do you know what you oh, can't i hate to catch fun. on fire <laughs> You cannot make fun of someone's greatest fear. It's like legitimate. Being burnt alive would be a really unpleasant experience. Why are you laughing then? Because I said it would be really unpleasant, which is like, you know. My greatest fear is walking into a match and catching on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Who said their greatest fear this last Meridian Monthly? Oh, we didn't have one. Oh, no. That, we need to know all yeah. of their greatest fears. Yeah, we do, so that we can uh, so that we can create the ultimate revenge nightmare. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Oh, we have fun on this podcast, don't we, everyone? <laughs> uh, one thing we were going to talk about this week as well, mm. the stripped-down set lists, which we haven't done on the podcast. Yes. The two-night set lists. Yes. For the Meridian Weekend. Which, um, the most recent one before we recorded was Harlem. Yep. But we're going to have Padua this weekend, which it will be interesting to see whether they keep it the same stripped-down set list or whether they mix it up. Yes. Uh, they kept all of um, an hour before it's dark. But split over the two nights. Yes. So and what what did you think about that? Uh, I thought they were two brilliant set lists. I would Me have. too. Me I mean, too. genuinely, uh, I, if I'd got those, either of those set lists uh, in a regular gig, I'd have been very happy. Yeah. I thought they were great set lists. Do you want to know what they didn't play? Yes. Uh, out of the... from. The three nights in New Zealand. They didn't play El Dorado, although apparently at Harlem it was on the set list. Um, oh. They didn't, uh, oh. they didn't play the party, which but you would have been happy with. May I ask, oh, yeah. was it on the set list in the same spot? Don't know. Or what, had it been moved around? I don't know. I didn't see the set list. Oh. Um, so the party they didn't play, which you would have been happy with. I would have been overjoyed. They didn't play Dry Land. No. They didn't play Go. Or the space, but then they didn't have the orchestra, don't forget. Yeah, fair enough. Um, And they didn't play Hollow Man, Born to Run, or A Few Words for the Dead. They didn't play A Few Words for the Dead? No, which I... So what was the closing song? I think it was... um, Let me just double check. I can't remember. Uh, I think it was This Strange Engine, which... Yes, it was. um, Yes, you're right. Which I will say... uh, Oh, they played Garden Party, of course, as well, which they hadn't played at the other... uh, at the Port Zealand weekend, which is an interesting addition. Mm. So, uh, the, yeah, the closing song of the the, the whole weekend was um, This Strange Engine. Engine. And they played the whole of the levers again, which is starting to get a little bit overplayed now, I will say it. But it wasn't played as the final song. No, that was This Strange Engine, which is also a little bit overplayed now, but there we go. According to Paul Rose. According to Paul Rose. But, you know, I am the UK's foremost uh, <laughs> opinionated twat. <laughs> Uh, but look, let me show. Should we just go through the set list because it's yes. worth having a recap? Because I just, I really think they were great set lists. So they they started with "Be Hard on Yourself," followed by "Murder Machines," "Reprogram the Gene," and then went into "Fantastic Place." Great segue. I suspect that would have would have been "Map of the World," "Fruit of the Wild Rose," "No One Can," "Afraid of Sunlight," "White Paper," uh, "Afraid of Sunlight" to "White Paper." Lovely. Uh, "One Fine Day," "Afraid of Sunrise," 
a voice from the past, one where it circles, Estonia, then Care, then Garden Party. I mean, that's a great set list. That's a good mix of um, rarities and favourites, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. A good blend. And then they opened the second and final night with the start of Brave. So you got Bridge, Living With A Big, Big Lie, Runaway, Into Poor My Love. I mean, that's... Interesting. Genie, uh, older than me, only its second time being played. Then Crow of the Nightingale, then Sierra Leone. Then This Train Is My Life, Sugar Mice, Somewhere Else, Three Minute Boy. Then The Leavers, Separated Out or Separated Out, and This Strange Engine. Wow. So, um, Great set list again. Yeah. I mean, you know, the perfect mix, as you say, of rarities and... You know, not rarities. <laughs> and, and overplayed. <laughs> Don't give me that look. Oh, dear. Um, I mean, I, I, I'd say we'd do some letters because we, we have got some Happiness is the Road letters still to read out. Yep. But um, let's not. No? Okay. No. How long uh, have we been recording for? About 45 minutes. Oh, we could fit. Okay, fine. I mean, we could fit a little. We could just ramble for the next 10 minutes about just nothing. Hey, I could talk about the fact I've got a new album out this week. This ah, week, I yes. listen to this. Go to my band camp. It might be on Spotify and iTunes. Might? You don't know? Well, it depends if I submitted it with enough time. Oh, I see. That's always... Uh, the the issue but you know if you go to my band camp mrbiffo.bandcamp.com you can pay me money for it (laughs) which is always nice Uh, and if you want to just give us money for not get an album you can go to our patreon www.mrbiffo no that's not it what is it www.patreon.com slash mrbiffo I know you really haven't done this in a while I know we haven't had Crossbelt regularly recently, but you get other stuff on there. You get yeah, nosy insights into our life <laughs> and a load of other random nonsense. But um, yeah, should I plug my album? I don't know. I feel really self conscious doing it because I'm not a musician. Oh, oh well. Oh well. Doesn't matter. You can uh, still plug it. There's a long song on there mm. and some other songs. <gasps> on there. Thank you for reminding me. We did have a subject related to Marillion that we wanted to discuss. Oh, God. I, I was drunk when we had this conversation and you threatened me. That you, we... But finish plugging your album no, and then we'll... I'm too self-conscious. No, to come on, plug further. it, plug no, it. I'm done. There's I'm... a long song. How long is the song? About 40 minutes. 40? 14. Oh, okay. That's I'm a not, short not, song. Yes. <laughs> transatlantic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not bloody transatlantic. And uh, what theme does the album doesn't, have? It doesn't. Not like the previous But it one. is called Rite of Spring, isn't Well, it? that's because I called the previous album Borders of Winter. And mm. I thought, well, let me do four albums this, this year, one each for each season. Oh, uh, season's beginning. Because I like doing things that seem a bit prog. Yes. <laughs> that feels like a proggy thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to do another album so soon because the other one only came out like October, something like that. But um, I didn't stop writing stuff after I finished that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm a bit self-conscious about it. Why? Well, because I don't feel like... Because I'm not a musician by trade. <laughs> People are like, stay in your lane. People or, or you? People, yeah. You in your mind. People are like, well, it's like when a, an actor like Nick Knowles, who used to present like DIY shows in the UK, mm. released an album. You know, I, I'm as guilty as anyone of going, stay in your lane. You said that to him. Well, no, I've never met him. <laughs> no, I, 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 I tweeted at him repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your lane, Knowles. Oh, no. <laughs> Knowles, your place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, craggy face, Nick Knowles. Oh, the, did, what show was he on that we watched? DIY SOS or something? I Did thought he was that? like an an um he was on something like I'm a celebrity or one of those shows. Probably. Oh, wish I could remember. Anyway. Anyway, what matter. was the topic that we had to talk about? Because I don't really remember it because I was so drunk. last no, so last weekend we were drinking wine, watching um the wall by oh yeah uh, the Berlin performance of the wall the Berlin performance of ninety one or whenever it was yes by Roger Waters yeah. And you 
can't remember saying this, but you said to me, sometimes I feel like Marillion rushed through their songs. And I was like, or, or rushed through the music a bit. And and that I was left flabbergasted because yeah, I, don't I, thought, I, I don't know what I meant. I don't know what I thought. Are you sure <laughs> <laughs> they have songs that are like seventeen minutes long? Yeah, I've no idea what. I and meant. then you were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I said, "I said I'm going to ask you about this on the podcast," and you said, "Yeah, yeah," and I've got plenty to say about I've it. I've got nothing to say about it. <laughs> I, I don't know what I meant. You sounded so confident. I don't know what I meant. Obviously, I knew what I meant in the moment. Oh, no. But I don't... I mean, the only thing I can think is that there are little bits, and this is just a, an issue with the genre of prog as a whole. Uh, and most recently, the the song that that I felt suffered from it, not suffered because I still love it, is Sierra Leone, where the, the walking free in Freetown bit, mm. you know, it, they do it and then it... I love that bit. It makes the song for me, and then they move on to do. But the the bit can't last forever, Paul. No, but you can. Okay, have you ever heard of pop music, where you construct a song effectively around a chorus and a verse, right, and, and a middle eight? Oh, so you want it repeat? You want that bit repeated? I'd like it, yeah, and evolved and stuff. I'm sorry, they didn't tailor it specifically to your taste. And likewise, uh, the the. It just ain't right, but in um Oh Carter, yes. My yeah. favourite bit of the song, then it's gone. <laughs> oh no. Uh, and uh <laughs> so maybe I do know what it's, <laughs> it's gone. Uh, there's a few songs like that, that they've done that I kinda of go, Oh, I love that bit so much. Can I have a bit more, please? Aww. Uh the guitar solo in um uh This is the twenty first century. Right. Yeah, and they play it, one. and then it's gone. it's gone. I mean, that's the thing, though. You don't want it to outstay its welcome, otherwise you would though. have forty-five no. minute long songs. No, so I do, I do knowing that. when I do to want stop it to outstay is... its welcome. <laughs> I do. Don't tell me what I want. I know what I want. I want these bits to outstay their welcome. Oh, oh dear. Look, I think we should finish right. there for this week. Yeah. Um, it's another short one. Sorry. Uh, letters next week hopefully fingers crossed that we get an episode out you've got to listen to less is more yes um, I there's a couple of people I want to interview so I need to sort that out yes um, and yeah the next album we're covering less is more correct that's it uh, go buy my album bye